Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to me. First thing I want you to do, I want you to get, get up again. Arise. Thank you. I want you to find someone close to you you don't know so well. I want you to find someone you know, don't know so well. And the next two minutes, you're going to talk to the person and get to know something about the person you didn't know before. You know? So two minutes, talk to each other. Get to know each other. Thank you. the service you can continue this conversation that's good that's good thank you you can take your seats again you can take your seats let me start off by saying it's an honor to be in front of my brothers and sisters in Christ and to share some some of the words I believe God the Holy Spirit has bestowed up on my heart today. So I'm very grateful. I'm grateful to leadership. I'm grateful to Presbytery. I'm grateful for my family, my friends, everyone who's played a part in me standing here. In me standing here. Thank you. My brothers and sisters, this month we've been unleashed for action. And as I was preparing my sermon this month, uh, I stayed at my grandparents' place. You should know I'm very close to my grandparents. Ever since I was born, part of the week, I was raised by them. I stayed with them. So you can understand they are very precious to me. But nowadays they are getting older. My grandfather is 90. My grandmother is 85 already. That's grace. You know, if you, if you reach that age, that's great. But, you know, life is also getting harder when you get to that age. Yeah, even in, this, in, the, in the simple things. And so whenever I have the opportunity right now, when I can work from home, I try and stay with them to support them a bit in the household. I remember ever since I was a little boy and I could read, you know, I had the honor at the dinner table to read the Bible. They played a part in me learning how to read the Bible, learning how to love the Bible. You know, I was a little boy, so sometimes you know, I was trying to be cheeky. I was trying to do a little role play, you know, do, do funny voices, you know, play a bit with it. But they always taught me the Bible is a serious book, yeah? There's a lot of wisdom in there in every detail. So take it seriously. Take your Bible seriously. Take the message that's in there, the message coming from God, through his disciples, through his followers. Take it seriously. We have been unleashed for action. Today I want to ask you the question, do we take our own calling seriously? Do we take our unleashing seriously? Do we realize what it is to be unleashed for action in the Lord? Do we take the Bible seriously? Do we take our call to action seriously? You know, nowadays, sometimes if I look at my generation, there's a lot of young people here. If I look at my generation, you hear a lot about feelings, personal opinions, you know. We like to do things that comfort us, you know, that please us. I ask you, is that the calling of a Christian? Just to do the things that comfort you. Today, let us take seriously scripture let us see what God is calling us to, to which action. I believe that 
if you sincerely want to discover the message that God has for you, you have to be able to confront yourself sometimes and look at Scripture well. So what we will do today, we will dive into the Word several times. And we will not just read verses. You know, it's good, it's good to have your Bible app to read a Bible verse. But if you see how the Bible is written, it's a collection of books. There's whole stories in there. I always encourage people, read stories, as my grandparents have taught me. Read stories, read chapters, read books. Why? Because you forget the context in which the Bible is written in. Yes. There's wisdom hidden in every detail in the Bible. But you should look carefully. Pastor once said, the Bible, if you read it, it's better than Netflix, you know. But it's not easy stories. You have to pay attention to what's happening there. Today, I want us to pay attention to what's in the Bible and take the genuine lessons from there that have been presented in front of us. There's three things I want to emphasize today when it comes to our calling. I've tried to, to summarize it in one sentence. We've been unleashed for action, for God, forever, and together. And while we go through the sermon, I hope you'll notice why I picked, picked those words. So we'll go into the Bible today, and we'll, we'll visit three passages from the book of Acts. You know, the book of Acts, I think it's, it's, it's really a relatable book, also because maybe now when we live in our country in Holland, as Christians, we're in the minority. There's a lot of people around us who don't know Christ, who haven't accepted Christ. And still, through our action, through our serving love, the gospel is spreading. We see it in our generation. We see it around us. So it's very relatable to 20 centuries back when the apostles, the first followers of Christ, were doing their thing, as written in the book of Acts. I want to dive in, in a minute, into the first story. It's a story written down in Acts chapter 8. If, if, if you've been visiting uh, Peter's Digest this month, we will read about a person that's also been discussed there. It's about a man from Samaria, up north, if you travel from Jerusalem. In the Bible, the Bible tells us he was a sorcerer, a magician. You know, he could do tricks unfathomable. Nobody could understand how he was performing deeds, performing actions, actually. You know, that, that by the logic of nature, of our daily lives, are not understandable. And this person, this Simon, you know, he was of high status among the people of Samaria. The Bible says they were amazed by him. Then Acts chapter 8 tells us that Deacon Philip is coming in and he's bringing the gospel from Jerusalem, so it's spreading out of Jerusalem into Samaria. And the Bible tells us that this Simon, that he also converted to Christ. And I want you to pay attention to the next story, what's happening to him. If my sister can read, please, we'll read Acts chapter 8, verses 14 to 24. Acts chapter 8, verses 14 to 24, and I read in Jesus' name. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the, hand, of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, May your money perish with you, because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. They have no part or share in this ministry, because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. Amen. You know, today I didn't come with an easy message. You know, some of you know me. I don't like easy messages. Because I believe that we are purposed for a different calling in a world that is broken, in a life that's not easy. So if you just come here to take in easy stories, I don't think 
you are actually opening yourself up to the message Christ has for you. To the action Christ has called you for. Listen, this Simon is not no, some nobody. Yeah, as I told you before, he amazed the people in Samaria before this time, before this story. He was of high status within the region. He came to Christ not because he was curious about the message, about the coming of the kingdom, not because he was truly opening up to the truth of the gospel, but because he wanted to use it for his own benefit. I mean, this story is 2,000 years ago, but we should check ourselves this day. I see a lot of people coming into church. They come for different reasons. Yeah? God is working in different ways with everybody. Everybody can come in for a different reason. But sometimes I see people, they have had a rough three weeks. You know, life is not, not going so smoothly for them. They come here, they say, hey, these people, they are dancing. You know, they are joyful. That's always a smile on their face. I like that feeling. That's why I come to church. They come in, they feel better. Second week, they come in, they feel better. Third week, they think, hey, I'm cheered up. You know, I'm feeling myself again. Let me go to, into the club again, yeah? I've been built up, visiting church two weeks. I'm ready to go out there again and do my thing as I was used to do before. Have you come to church to open yourself up to, to the gospel, to hear the calling? Or have you used the gospel for things you are chasing yourself? I mean... Is it good to face the church for any reason? Yes, Paul even says so somewhere in the New Testament. I mean, if, if they hear the gospel for the wrong reasons, it's still to their benefit. Yes, we should always read the nuances in the Bible. But it is not your calling. It's the, not the reason Jesus invites you into his church. Sometimes I see people, they are looking for status. You know, they, they like to be popular. They know they have a good singing voice or they have the skills of leadership. They say, let me go to church. Maybe someday they'll put me on the stage. I'll be able to perform. And just like Simon, I can amaze the people. Hmm? I can amaze the people. Let me go into a team, direct the team, and show my leadership skills. It's good to sing in church, though. It's good to be a leader in a team. But is that your priority in church? Is that the reason you are coming here? You are doing the things you do? If that is your priority... I'm afraid you still have to go into the Bible, read scripture, and hear the true gospel. God is calling you for his kingdom. You know, wherever he has purposed you to be, that's where you'll be. And that should be your priority. Yes, you may still be in the choir. You may still be the director of a team. It could very well be. But that should not be the thing you chase after. That should not be your priority. Your priority should be to sacrifice yourself for, for the purpose of God. We are following Christ. Christ is, is the son of God. He's God himself. He has sacrificed everything for our purpose. If we want truly to be in him, if we want to take the Bible seriously, if we want to take the purpose of our church seriously, that should be our priority. Are you, check yourself. Are you coming for the right reasons? Are you coming for the right reasons? We are moving on. We are doing things for God. We are not putting ourselves on a pedestal. We are putting God on a pedestal. We are going into the second story. We are unleashed for action. Unleashed for the action God has purposed us to do. Next thing I want to go into is not easy to do the will of God. I'll explain why. If my sister can read, we're going into Acts chapter 14. We're going to read about Paul and Barnabas in Lystra. Acts chapter 14, verses 8 to 18, my sister. Acts chapter 14, verse 8 to 18, and I read in Jesus' name. In Lystra there sat a man who was lame. He had been there, he had been that way from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in the Lycaonian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. 
The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and reds to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. But when the apostle Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed out into the crowd, shouting, Friends, why are you doing this? We are too. We too are only human, like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. In the past, he let all nations go their own way. Yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Even with these words, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing to them. Amen. Amen. It's so easy, even as a Christian, to try and please the world. You know, you're going to have good intentions. Sometimes I see people, they share the word of God. Their, their friends, their family, their environment... They are very appreciative sometimes. They say, oh, good for you. Good for you. You have something you are so committed to, something that inspires you so much. I can appreciate that. It even inspires me. Maybe sometimes these people, they, they'll be curious. They come with you to church. Yeah. They appreciate it. Right until the moment they understand the true meaning of the gospel. You know, Clapping and cheering is part of the gospel. You know, celebrating. But it's not an easy life. It's not an easy life. Living as a Christian, I'm sure we all experience that. We are a call to a high calling. When much is given, much shall be asked for. People scare away once they know that's not only grace and benefits in Christianity. There's also responsibility. It is very easy with those people, you know, to tell the comforting parts of Christianity. But shy away from that that might confront you. That might, that might be difficult to actually realize. You read in this story, Paul healing a man, believing a layman, believing that through Christ, he can be raised upon his legs. But the expectation is that they will continue to do miracles there, that they are Greek gods coming down to earth to bless the people, give them a good, a good economy, give them a prosperous life. That is not the purpose they came there. If that was their main purpose, I'm sure they would have stayed there. And the rest of Exodus, there's 14 chapters after this, would be about this type of event. Why is not? What is following? We'll read the next two verses. Directly after this story. The same place. Same people. We'll read the next two verses. Verse 19, 20. Thank you. Acts chapter 14, verse 19 to 20. Then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. The next day, he and Barnabas left for Derby. Amen. Amen. Isn't that amazing? One moment you can be the hero. The next moment they cast stones at you. How can that be? One moment you can be their friend. Ah, that's good for you. Inspire me, my brother. You have a good story. The next moment they mock you. They leave you behind. You know, the gospel, it is there for everybody, but not everybody is willing to accept it. Willing to see it for what it truly is. You know, one thing that has never been promised to us as Christians is that this life will be easy. We are, we are easy fooling ourselves. You know, sometimes I, I see on Instagram these videos, five things Jesus never said. He never said you are in church to be comfortable. So check yourself. He never said you are in church to be comfortable. He never said you have easy lives. Throughout the book of Acts, we see miracles, we see wondrous things. Done through the power of Christ, through the Holy Spirit. Right after that, they are being spat on. They are being cast out of town. Riots against them. Hey, these people, they, they did not have easy lives. I said to you, I only list for action for God. You should prioritize him. And forever. That means you are called by God not only when things go easy in your life. You know, it's easy to praise God when everything is going well for you. 
But the true Christian will show himself if he's faithful to God when the tides turn, when things go against you. We should not fool ourselves. Life is not easy. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of wicked things out there. There's a lot of unfortunate things happening in our lives. You can live your best life and still you might encounter moments that are tough. Precisely at the moment you are suffering. Precisely when you are in pain. That is when God wants to use you. When shall people see the Christian other than at the moment where you are in pain and still you are being faithful to him? Still you are being good to people. You are suffering yourself, but you are still willing to help others. Christ himself, he was on the cross. The ultimate victory of Christianity was on the cross. You know, nobody would understand besides the people that have received the Holy Spirit. It's the paradox of Christianity. When we are suffering, that's when we truly are showing God. When we are truly showing Christ. You, you should hang in there. You know, you should hang in there. When, when things get tough, when the going gets tough, that's when you can show Christ. That's when you should continue, maintain your actions. Yeah? Be loyal, be consistent. Week after week. In fact, it's even in the Bible. I, I read this one myself. It's even if the challenges we face today, don't think they have not been for the people then. In, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh, presumably it is written by Paul, he writes in 2 Timothy, do your best to come to me quickly for Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Demas was someone he prayed with, someone he prophesied with. He ran around in the Roman Empire and preached the gospel with this person. And still, during biblical time, he went on, loved the world, and left Paul behind. The things we face today, don't think they didn't face them in biblical time. The things we are struggling with, they were struggling with. And still they remained faithful to Christ. It's precisely when you are challenged, you should stay close to him. I beseech you, you should stay close to him. Because that's when you will make a difference. It's not easy to be a Christian. But God has promised he's there with you. You know, the, the, the answer to the tough times, when you are in action for him, when you are trying to achieve things, the answer is that he's with you when you are struggling, when you are in pain. He himself went on the cross. He went through pain. That's what you should remember. That's the mindset you should have as a Christian. He's given us the Holy Spirit, and he has given us something else as well, and that's the third point I want to make today. We, we go back to the beginning of the book, the book of Acts. And we read from chapter 2, verses 43 to 47. Thank you. Acts chapter 2, verses 43 to 47. And I read in Jesus' name. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Amen. Amen. Listen, Christianity is not a solo project. Yeah, you are, you are not here for yourself. You know that. You are not here for yourself. Sometimes I see people I see people Confusing church with a supermarket. You come here to get your daily product, the thing you need today. Listen, church is the symbol of the body of Christ. That means if you are in church, you are part of the body of Christ. One body in the Lord. That means when you look around here, you see your brothers and sisters. What is important for you is important for them. What is important for them is important to you. We are here together. We are called to go through this journey together. We are enlisted for action, not for our individual gain, not for our individual interest, but to be one family. You know, it cannot be that someone faces our church, this is one week, two weeks, three weeks, and they've hardly talked to anyone. We should be ashamed of ourselves if that happens. If someone yearns for companionship, you know, for a shoulder to cry on or someone to give a word of encouragement. And he cannot find it here. Oh, we have failed as the body of Christ. 
You should look around. You should pay attention. If you are in sorrow and you find a brother, you find a sister that is too in sorrow, together you can find companionship and find Christ. You are sharing everything. We are not coming here to live our own lives, just going through life for our personal gains. No. No. Sometimes I, I, I hear people say, yeah, I mean, I mean, church is nice, but I'm looking for growth. You know, I want to go in deeper. I agree. I agree. No, no church is perfect. You can still grow. I agree. But don't confuse church with customer service. It's not that you're getting your daily project. After you get home, you try the thing you don't like, you return it back, you file complaints. Is that church? Listen, you are part of the body of Christ. You can do something about it. You are not a victim of your own faith. First thing you can do is you can serve. You can give the good example. You see, ah, these things are not going perfect in church. This message, I don't think it suited our people. Hey, let me try and practice it myself. Or let me try and go see leadership and say, hey, I've got an idea. Maybe we can try this. Maybe we can try this. Second thing you can do, you can, you can talk with your fellow brothers and sisters and say, hey, you see, I'm trying in church. I'm trying to give my own. I'm trying to contribute. But I need this for my family. I need this from church. You know, I encourage you, if you are looking for growth, if you are looking to learn more about the faith, and, you know, you're looking for something to change in the church or your Christian environment, make sure when you go there to ask for it, you have shown the people you've given you all yourself. You've given everything. You know, it's not customer service, you know. It's, it's not something you, you can just file complaints after complaints. You are responsible for it yourself. We are in this together. Christ has called us together for action. You can try and support your brother or sister. And try to, to, to call his kingdom. Realize it here on earth. If you take all of this together, I hope I, I've shown you. When we are on list for action, we are doing it for God. We're doing it forever, through good times and through bad times. We are doing it together. What will you see? If you take those things together, what will you see? You will see the apostles in the book of Acts. They are going through rough times, still they are faithful to God. They're going to good times, still they are praising God. If you take those three things, if you are in action, you see the apostles, what will you see? You will see Christ. We'll see Jesus. Jesus washing the feet of his disciples, serving his brothers and sisters. Yeah. Jesus, he was in fear himself. When he was on the Mount of Olives, he said, please God, take this cup from me. He was afraid to go on the cross. And still after, straight after, he prioritized God. He said, let not mine will, but thy will be done. Yeah. If you take these things together, you will see Christ. You are called for the action of Christ. You will be unleashed for the action of Christ. I believe, I believe, if you hold on to your faith through all this, together with your brothers and sisters, hey, whatever we face, they face. Whatever they face, we face. God will do miraculous things. We see it around us. I will, I will finish with a small testimony of mine. I started out by saying I prepared my sermon when I was at the attic of my grandparents. My grandparents are getting old. Sometime during this week, my grandmother is not feeling well for several weeks now. She's, she's got the flu. Hey, at that age, anything can be a danger to you. The edge of this life is getting closer. We had, we had lunch together. My grandmother was not feeling well. After lunch, she stood up. She tried to wash the dishes. She always wants to serve, wants to do the dishes. But she felt dizzy. You know, she felt dizzy. She sat down. She didn't feel better. After a few minutes, she started to faint. Before we knew, she didn't respond to anything. She was breathing half early. I had to support her physically because she would, would tip over. My grandfather, you know, he's seen it. She's not going well lately. He was panicking. So, so we called 112. She was not responding. And as the paramedics came over, I heard her breathe heavily. And 
I thought this could be the moment. I was there supporting her physically. And I thought this could be the end. My grandmother that I've loved so much, yeah, I think for some time in 20 and 30 seconds, I thought it was over. I thought God has called her. Then the paramedics came in. And all of a sudden, she started to come back. She started to come back. My grandfather started to calm down. Before I knew it, that night, she was feeling better than any time that week before. Any time that week before. My grandfather said to me, if you wouldn't have been there, I don't know what would have happened. I was there to do Jesus' action. Not because I knew something would happen that week. Because it was there. I was trying to give them the love they have always given me. I was trying to be faithful, to be consistent. And be unleashed for my calling. Please rise. All rise. You should look around to your brothers and sisters. You should make sure for when the moment comes, God calls you. You are already persisting in that action. You are practicing. You are ready. You've just talked to a person. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, one day you might be the person saving that, or that brother or that sister his life. You might be the one saving someone in your environment. Serving them. Showing the love as they've shown unto you. In Jesus' name, you can make them a cup of coffee today. You can talk to them today. You can be the shoulder they can cry on. You can give them a word of encouragement and a word of comfort. That is what we are called to do. Unleash for action. is in the little things. They grow into the big things. I believe that together, as one body, we are here to envelop the kingdom, the kingdom of God. It might not be easy. For now, it might not be easy. We might encounter suffering for a short while. But in the end, God has used us now to start what will be there at the end of times, his kingdom, when everything will be healed, all will be well, and the unlimited love as unfilled by Jesus Christ as spoken. Thank you. Come on, can we give Jesus a hand? Can we celebrate Jesus for what he has used our brother to do? It's such an awesome, powerful message. Come on, we can lift it up. I just want us for some few minutes, we're going to pray over this message. Prophesy over this message. Speak the word of God. God is giving you a word right now. So the church is into prayer. Thank God for this message that we have received. That we are indeed unleashed for action for God forever and together. That we are the body of Christ. That we are commissioned to do his work. Come on, lift up your voice in prayer. Lift up every voice. Thank God. Father, we thank you for this word that we have just heard. Father, we thank you that you have used your servant, O Lord Father, to indeed give us your thoughts. To indeed give us your will. So that indeed we will be a church, that we shall be a people that are unleashed to do your word in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that every person here, every person present, that we react to that higher calling of you in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Today, as we were doing the worship, there was a song that we sang, that, and it said, let all the other names fade away. Let all the other names fade away. And the Holy Spirit revealed unto me that many of us, we are holding onto names. Do you know that your issues have names? Do you know that your issues have names? Do you know that your problems have names? That problem of anxiety, that problem of depression, that problem of insecurity, that problem of diseases, they are fading away right now. They are fading away right now. So the church is into prayer that every other name that has been talking about you, that has been present in your life it has to be gone it has been to be gone right now so we are lifting a prayer that every other name that the name of jesus is fading away in our lives right now it's fading away in our lives right now come on the churches into prayer clap your hands together put your hands together and pray that indeed that all other names fade away so that jesus christ can take his place that he can take his place as the king of kings and the lord of lords that he can sit upon his throne in our hearts, come on, lift up your voice in prayer. Father, we are praying that names are fading away. We are praying that names are fading away. Things that have been attached to us. Father, in the name of Jesus, they are gone right now. They are gone right now. Depression, anxiety, insecurity. In the name of Jesus, gone, 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 gone. Take your place in our lives. 
take your place in our lives take your place in our lives everything that we have given a throne we have given a seat to sit in our lives father we pray in the name of jesus let them be gone let them be gone let them be gone let them be gone in the mighty name of jesus in the name of jesus names are fading away they are gone they are gone in the mighty name of jesus in the name of jesus brother tim he preached on something in Acts chapter 14 in Acts chapter 14 where the apostle paul he said to a man stand up and be healed and the people around them were like the gods have now come into the likeness of men and the gods they were referring to small g were the gods like zeus and the gods like hermes not knowing that indeed there is a god who came in the form of a man indeed there is a god who came in the form of a man and that god is jesus christ jesus christ who is the son of god Jesus Christ, who is the Son of Man, that He showed us who God is. We are praying that Jesus will show Himself evident in your life. We are praying that this moment, this day that you have come to church, that you shall see Him, that indeed you shall see the visible image of the invisible God. Come on, lift up your voice in prayer. That indeed we speak Jesus over every situation. That indeed God has come in the form of a man. That is Jesus Christ, who is the way to the Father. Who is the way to the Father? Lift up your voice in prayer. Come on church, lift up your voice, that indeed in the name of Jesus, God, 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 Jesus that is the access, who is the way to the Father, show us the way, show us the way, to the power, to your presence, to your love, to your calling, to your purpose, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, it is by your power. God, it is by your strength. God, it is by your grace. God, it is by your healing. In the name of Jesus. Brother Tim, he preached something. When he was preaching, he said something very profound. He said that many of us, we want to please the world. But we have to please our Father who is in heaven. And Jesus Christ, he came to please the world. But it didn't come to please the world in the way that they think that, that they needed. They were expecting a man with muzzles to be the king of Israel and to fight wars. Not knowing that Jesus Christ, he came so that he can overcome every battle that is in your life. So that he can overcome every battle that is in your life. He came to please the world that he came to bring life. The Bible says that he came so that we might have life and might have it in abundance. Jesus Christ is the gift to this world. Jesus Christ is the gift to this world. And it is our prayer right now that we shall all receive that gift. That we shall all receive that gift. That we shall all receive that gift. So pray in this moment that every heart opens. That every heart opens to receive the gift of Jesus. To receive the gift of this world. That is the gift to transform this world. That is the gift to turn this world upside down and inside out. Lift up your voice in prayer. Lift up your voice in prayer that in me. That God is a God that takes you whatever we need. He doesn't look at our wants, but He looks at our needs. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. That we need that there is life, that we speak life. We are angels of transformation. We are angels of love. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Maybe you have been in the church for long. Maybe you have been in the church for a short time. Maybe today is even your first day that is in church. And today we have heard that what we have been called to is higher. It is not always easy because the calling that we have been called to is the highest reality. Jesus Christ is the highest reality. But I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that the grace of God elevates you. That the grace of God elevates you. That the grace of God elevates you. The grace of God, it is enablement. It is power. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So we are praying in this moment that whatever God has called us to, the Bible says that we are God's workmanship and that we are equipped for every good work. We are equipped for every good work. And betekent that wij de wapens hebben, dat wij de kracht hebben om alles wat God ons toe geroepen heeft, om dat te kunnen doen. So we are praying that as a church that is unleashed for action, that we walk in the grace of God to do every good work. Lift up your voice in prayer. Lift up your voice in prayer. That the grace of God elevates you. That the grace of God gives you enablement to do the work of God. To do the will of God. Jesus said that the, my food, my food is to do the will of God and to finish his work. We are praying that in the name of Jesus, that the grace of God can captivate you right now. Heaven is open. The grace of God that is abundant. The grace of God that is exceeding. That in the name of Jesus, 
in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we unleash every gift, we unleash every power, we unleash every power, we unleash every power, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, she said something that, this, this, it was, I loved it so much, that coming to church is not like coming to the supermarket. It isn't you come and gather what you need and then you go. It is a faith. The Christian faith is the together faith. We are the body of Christ. One body, many members. That is, that is the idea. That is the vision of God. So you should never chase after the gifts, but chase after the giver. Don't chase after the things that God can give you, but chase after God himself. Chase after God himself. Chase after God himself. After God himself. And we are praying that indeed, that the Bible says that God is able to supply every of our needs. Sometimes we come to God with our wants, but God is the God that gives us our needs. Amen. God is the God that gives us our needs. God is the God that gives us our needs. Amen. And looking for gifts, it is like looking for water. We all need water for our physical body. We need water for our physical body. We need certain things to function in this life. But Jesus Christ is saying that do not look just for water. Because if you come to me, I shall give you living water. I shall give you living water. I shall give you living water. I shall give you water that when you drink of me, you shall never thirst again. So lift up your voice in prayer that the living water of Jesus Christ, that it shall fill you, that it shall quench your thirst in the mighty name of Jesus. We do not chase after water, but there is a supply of living water. And out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Come on, lift up your voice in prayer. That the living water, that the rivers of water, and you receive living water, living water. Living water, living water, water that will never run dry. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the process is Father, I pray, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Can we sing this song prayer freely? Let your living water flow over my soul. If the choir can help me, let your living water flow over my soul. You can put your hand on your heart and sing this song prayerfully. Carefully listen to the lyrics. Let your living waters flow over my soul. Let your Holy Spirit come and take control in every situation that has Let your Holy Spirit, let your Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit come and take control. Come and take control in every situation that has drawn my life. All my cares and burdens, all my cares and burdens, unto
which we shall be saved that when you call the name of Jesus that when you mention the name of Jesus at the mention of the name of Jesus every knee must bow and every tongue shall confess that indeed he is Lord this moment we want Jesus to be Lord over every situation he is Lord over every situation even in the grave he is Lord today you might be here you might be here and you want to grow in that relationship with God you want to know him the better the Bible says that Jesus Christ, He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. There is no way to the Father except through Jesus Christ. Today what we are presenting to you is Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. In Him is life, and it, He is the light, and it, the light is the life unto men. Today when you call the name upon, of Jesus, when you trust in the name of Jesus, that he, indeed Jesus Christ, he is God, and that he came as a man to die for our sins. And that on the third day, he rose up from the dead. If you believe in this, the Bible says that you shall be saved. So with all eyes closed, with every head bowed down, kindly close all eyes. If today is the day that maybe you've been invited, maybe you haven't been into church for a long time, maybe today is the first time that you are hearing of this Jesus Christ that we are talking about, but you have always been stuck in your sins. And you didn't know what, what the way out was. You just need what the outweg was. Today we are giving you the way out. And the way out is Jesus Christ. The way out is Jesus Christ. The way to life is Jesus Christ. It is all through him and all for him. If you want to receive this Jesus in your heart. And you want to be made new. You want to be transformed. You want to receive access to heaven. You want to receive access to the Father. If that is you. And you want Jesus to come and live on the inside of your heart. Kindly lift up your hands to the heavens. Kindly lift up your hands to the heavens. Lift it higher to the heavens so that the heavens might see you. If you want to receive Jesus in your heart, you want to be made new. You want to be made new. You want to receive new life. Lift up your hands to the heavens. Today is the day of salvation. God is here to restore all things. If you have lifted your hands to the heavens, kindly come to the front. I want to pray with you. Rush to the altar. My sister at the back, rush to the altar. I want to pray with you. There is life here in the prison. There is life here, brother. Kindly come to the front. If you want to receive life, kindly come to the front. Today is the day of salvation. Rush to the altar. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. We're singing this song one more time. There is time to come to the front and receive Jesus. Jesus. Come on, let's celebrate our sister. Don't be shy. This is your day. This is your day. Sing Jesus. Your living water, let your living water. There was time to come to the front, don't be shy. Over my soul, and let your, let your Holy Spirit come and take control of every, every situation that has trouble. Cares all my cares and burdens unto you, and I let your living water, let your living water flow over my soul, and let your let your Holy Spirit come and take control of every. Let us go. Oh my, 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 oh
are rolling our cares and our burdens unto him. The Bible, Jesus says that, come to me, all ye who are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Iedereen van ons die bezwaard is, we have carried that weight of life upon our lives. And the weight has been too much. We weren't able to carry it ourselves. Jesus Christ is saying, cast your cares, cast your anxiety onto me, and I will carry it for you. He carried it for you on the cross. He carried it for you on, to, on the cross. And all that you have to do is give it to him so that he might give you rest. So our brothers and sisters here, they have made that decision to cast their cares and their burdens onto him. If today you are carrying that weight and you do not longer want to carry it yourself, kindly come to the front. There is still time. If you do not know that if Jesus comes today, whether you will be in heaven or whether you will be in another place, heaven is meant for every person because the Bible says that the will of God is that all people shall be saved. Hell is not your place. Hell is not your portion. But access heaven right now. We do not wait to die on this earth to go to heaven. As soon as you receive Jesus Christ, the Bible calls you a citizen of heaven. If you are not sure where you are going in this life that is after, and you want to be certain, you want to guarantee your salvation, there is still time to come to the front. I'm going to pray with you. We're going to pray the prayer of salvation. And the Bible makes us to understand that when you believe these words, and you confess these words with your mouth, that you shall receive eternal life. So with the entire church, kindly lift up your two hands. The entire church is into prayer. And God, if you weren't able to come here, God is able to save you right where you are. God is able to save you right where you are. So kindly lift up every hand to the heaven and repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. I thank you that you died for my sins. And I thank you that you resurrected on the third day. That you were met opgestaan. And that I met you opstaan. Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me. Live in the inside of my heart. Come with your power. Come with your love. Come with your presence. Come with your gifts. I turn my back to sin. I turn my back to sin. And I turn myself to you. Be the Lord of my life. Be the Savior of my life. Direct my path. Be the light unto my path. And be a lamp unto my feet. Direct me. Guide me. To do your will. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Shout a big amen and celebrate. Come on, shout a big amen and celebrate. The angels are rejoicing.